Hey, welcome. Atomic Radio Hour post-nuclear podcast. I'm your host, Vince. And I am your spontaneous host, Olive. What's up? What's new? Uh, not much. I just had some good old dinner, and I know that's probably not the time of day that most folks listen, but it was really, really good. Good. You want to you you share with the class? Uh, no, I do not. I want to have all the food to myself. Okay. Uh, what about you, my friend? You know, um, this is episode 97. That's a bunch of them. Yeah, that's a whole lot. That's a whole lot. What are you thinking about that? What do you mean? Like, we're approaching the big triple digit. What do you think about that? I, um, I don't... I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question. I just... I don't know. I have plans for the next few episodes. The next, pretty much... I have plans for, like, the next three or four? Not in a row, though, mm-hmm. but, like, three or four that are going to be big ones. Yeah. Um, I I know that we have plans, but, like, I'm trying to, like... Aside from, like, the production of the show like how does it make you feel like a hundred episodes like that's pretty awesome i mean i feel accomplished i feel like i i did something um i don't think i've ever done a hundred things in a row so you probably like blinked a hundred times but maybe maybe high 80s but still yeah um i don't know it's one of those things that i don't know i don't think i'm gonna get it till we're like there i'm gonna be like holy shit we're here it's like wow this is actually fucking cool yeah <laughs> So, but we're working our way up. Yeah, I don't really have much to talk about. Yeah, the world is not very interesting right now. Yeah. I mean, and anything that is interesting is fucking sad, and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, there's, um, a, there's an older lady that I work with who um, her son lives in Japan, and. <laughs> Uh, she, he was ordering sneakers to her house, and she's like, "Oh, just send them over. Just send them to me," because there was something that like it was cheaper if they did that. Yeah. And she's like, "I just need to sell them," and I'm going over to her house <laughs> this weekend to help her sell shoes, like to appraise them and tell her how much what's worth. Yeah, like I'm gonna go there and be like, "All right, you can get this much for that one, this much for that one. This is this, and that's that." I and would, I would record that. That sounds interesting. It's like. She said there's like 75 pairs of shoes and hundreds of articles of clothing that he sent her because it was just cheaper than sending them to him. Huh. So he was going to say, just, I'll send them to you and then you send them to me and I'll give you the money for it. And it was going to be cheaper, but like, it got way too much, way too fast. (laughs) So... So this lady just has a shit ton of clothes and just needs them gone? Yeah. And I was like, I'll be more than happy to help you get rid of it. And then she's, like, telling me, like, what she has, and I was trying to show her, like, apps to appraise them, just so maybe she could, like, get some done before I get there, and yeah. be like, all right, well, and then, like, and then the best part is he wears the same size as me. Ooh. So you might walk away with that <laughs> for your effort. <laughs> yeah. So, like, because I said it as a joke, I was like, what size shoe does he wear? And she's like, 13. I went, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So. I'm That's gonna, pretty damn cool. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. And I said to her, I was like, look. If there's a pair of shoes there that I missed out on that I really wanted, I'll sell that one first because I'll buy it. Like, it was just like, mm-hmm. uh, those. I'm walking away with those. Uh, yeah, of course. But 
like it was just like a weird way of like and like the way we got into the conversation was weird too because we were talking about someone else that works with us and then like what they do as a second job and then how I was talking to them and then like how I saw them outside of work and then it like looped all like it was just a weird like like a conversation that was kind of all over itself kind of like a weird I don't know if serendipitous is the right word but it was just kind of like I don't think that's the right word but you know what I mean like it was just kind of like yeah so yeah um, it was just one of those weird, like, you know how, like, there's something that you know things about, like, you might know a lot about, like, say, fucking the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game, but it's not, like, how yeah. to play, but it's, like, you know the history of the game or some dumb shit like that, and, like, one time it comes in handy. And, like, this is your one time. Yeah, and, like, part of me is just like, this can't fucking be real. Like, <laughs> if I just walk into this woman's house and there's nothing but fucking heat, I'm just going to be like, what the fuck kind of life do I live? Whatever. Um, all right, you want to get into the lore? I would love to get into the lore. Sure. Uh, this is one that I've wanted to do for a while. These are some of the cooler people in the wasteland. Um, this is going to be on the followers of the apocalypse. Um, I love these guys. Yeah, these guys... As I was as I was doing the lore, as I'm writing the lore, I'm sitting here going like I can think of like five good story. Well, I shouldn't say good. I can think of five storylines that another game could be based around on the West Coast with, with just the followers. The followers. Just yeah. as like the followers game, like it wouldn't have to be like this massive. It could be something like the followers went north to outpace uh, the NCR. Because we'll get into how the relations with the NCR is a little later, but, like, they wanted to outpace the NCR, they grew a little too big, a little too fast, and they kind of got, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about, like, oh, there's so many fucking politics we could deal with here. So. We know that you love politics. I love it. I love it in a game. Like, I love um, emotional turmoil in a game. Like, I, I, you've played D&D with me. D&D for me was never combat. D&D for me was a soap opera. I want to yeah. make. I want to play like a political <laughs> game. Whatever. So, the followers of the apocalypse, a humanitarian organization from New California, uh, they provide education and medical services to those in need, and they wanted to further non-military needs. Once uh, they were they were once allies with the NCR, but no longer. Humanitarians generally welcomed by wastelanders. Uh, seeking to provide services to any in need, medical ca- medical care, and agricultural instructions. Those that held powerful positions in the group were most likely looked at as anarchists. The organization saw no need to gain mass amounts of power. So they really were just like, I guess like Doctors Without Borders? <laughs> like, Yeah, that's kind of what I see them just, like, Doctors Without Borders. What's up? That's how I see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were just like, we're here to help, and if you want it, take it. Uh, they readily... They were readily assisting to anybody who was in need, and anybody could join. Ex-Brotherhood of Steel, Enclave, NCR, anybody. Uh, a drifter, uh, a chem junkie. If you wanted to make a better life for yourself and others, you could join. They were pacifists, but they knew how to defend themselves. Originally from a humble community outside of Dayglow, which was once San Diego, one of the only remaining towns near the Glow, and it was started by Vault Dwellers and Nicole's parents. Now, Nicole is... Nicole's parents? Yeah, they don't have names. So It's like, yeah, it was started by like this big organization and Becky. Yeah, yeah. Uh... (laughs) 
it's it's just said <laughs> like, that's that, just funny to me no it is it's they don't say what vault that they came from it just says vault dwellers and the the person who started more or less is i shouldn't say started but is like the leader of the followers her name's nicole her parents but they're never given names um, they gathered survivors and moved north, and during the move, Nicole's parents were killed by marauders. This uh, motivated her to start the followers of the apocalypse to educate the wastes and spread knowledge. She wanted to make sure that another great war could never happen. By 2161, the uh, headquarters became the Los Angeles Public Library. Most believed they were... Most believe that they wouldn't make it because they were looked at as too kind. The children of the cathedral popped up, and they were a peace-minded cult. Um, They raised a few eyebrows within the followers. Nicole sent spies and brought back information of Nightkin and Talus. Uh, Talus was a man who survived the Vats of Goo, the FEV. Or is it Tullius? Maybe it's Tullius. What did I say, Talus? Yeah. Whatever. I can't fucking read. I'm dyslexic. Or Talius. <laughs> Talos. Talos. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nicole wanted to put the followers on a war path to cut the bro- uh, the brotherhood, the cathedral short. Uh, after the destruction of the master, the followers expanded forward, uh, gathering control over the boneyard, which was once LA, uh, where the NCR started. I'm sorry, when the NCR started, they joined forces with the followers. Uh, The influx of knowledge started a great relationship. Because of the followers, the Boneyard became the first known place in the Wasteland to have a university. Non-profit, and anybody could learn if they wanted to, or if they could That's actually really cool. Yeah. By 2246, the followers had enough resources to send people into the Waste to find out more about Wasteland activities. This next part is fucking bonkers to me. They would send people out just to learn tribal dialects so they can talk to other people more. What? Yeah, and that's something that I really think... That's so freaking cool. That's another... Like, like as I'm reading this, I'm like, okay, they go further than Arroyo, because Arroyo is Oregon. Let's say they go to, like, the bottom of Washington, right? The bottom, the bottom of Washington... Or even the fucking White Legs. Bring up the White Legs in Salt Lake City and have yeah. the followers go there and they're trying to communicate with the White Legs, but the White Legs speak their own fucking combination of Latin, Judeo-Christian <laughs> bullshit and everything else mixed with, like, their fucking tribal speak. And, like, the followers are trying to figure that they're shit out. They're just like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, like, I... Uh, <laughs> So, them sending people out in, uh, let me just double check the year so I don't get it wrong, 2246 um, was the same year that Edward Sallow was sent to the Grand Canyon starting the events that would lead to the Legion. So, the Grand Canyon is where they sent Edward Sallow, right? He was part of the uh, followers. Yeah. And then, the best DLC, Honest Hearts, takes place... In the Grand Canyon. It's a pretty cool location. I just love the whole fucking looping together. And I didn't really go into to, to Kaisar's story more than what I already know. But to think uh, that... This is so well fleshed out. Yeah. I miss this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For a time, so everything... I just, I just saw you go through all the stages of grief. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
For a time, everything had an order. The followers in the NCR were prospering, but by 2273, the Mojave campaign began, and under the guidance of Julie Farkas, who is from Arroyo, I'm pretty sure. Um, I could be wrong. I might be wrong. If you're watching the video, there might be an edit saying if I'm wrong or not. Uh, are you are you gonna put a little like ding? It'll yeah, it'll be like I was wrong. <laughs> it'll just say on. And the then screen. are you gonna put a little like star around it? I might. And uh, maybe it'll are, be yeah. rainbow. No, that I'm not gonna no? do because I don't know how to do that yet. Okay. I mean, maybe I'll learn, but uh, I don't know. Like the Windows Movie Maker rainbow. <laughs> oh. I'll I'll render the entire video and then put it into to Windows Movie Maker. Just for a two-second gag. No. <laughs> uh, all right, so <laughs> under the, the guidance of Julie Farkas, the imperialist projects of President Aaron Kimball quietly chilled the relations between the two groups. The followers held a monopoly on higher education in the NCR. So, of course, the NCR began to see that as somewhat as a threat. Um some members were dissatisfied with the knowledge-based organization. Uh, by 2275, a split of ideals birthing the Office of Science and Industry was born. Uh, it was to be a practical application of science. They became rivals and aligned with the NCR and offered competitive higher education possibilities. But many still hold the same ideals as the followers. The NCR later cut all ties to the followers and they got with the fucking office of science and industry. And that kind of brings us to where we are now. Historically, I have a few things I have to read off the website. And that's all just the the history. That's yeah. not current day, current year. Nope. That's so well thought out yep. already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They fucking... Yeah, they know what they're fucking doing. Um, Damn. The f- this, is, this is something... Another thing that's interesting. Julie Farkas. You know what? Since I'm on the wiki, let me just see if she's originally from Arroyo. If she's not originally from Arroyo... The name's familiar. Hmm... She's, oh, she's level 16. I thought it said she was 16. I was like, damn, Julie. She, I don't believe she is. I think who I'm thinking of is the woman who speaks to you. I am thinking of this woman. The woman who speaks to you outside of the Lucky 38 when you first leave. She says she has family oh. in Arroyo. I can't yeah, think of her Yeah, what's her fucking name? name? Um, let's see if it's on here real quick, just by skimming. She, isn't she the one that owns the motel? Vault 23? No. No, 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 no. No, not Vault 23. 21. Yeah, Vault 21. No. So, the the philosophy of the followers, uh, they consider the Great War to to have been preventable and try to remind people why it happened in the first place. Ensure it will never happen again. With the Great War, humanity lost many things like methods of agriculture, technology, and basic survival skills. The followers took it upon themselves to piece together the forgotten knowledge and bring the wasteland together. The followers focus on the preservation and restoration of knowledge, including technology and legitimate education. They are also proponents of sharing basic necessities like food, water, and medicine instead of hoarding them. Cool. <laughs> I, I really, really like them. I really fucking like I've them. I've always liked them. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite groups in terms of like their overall... Like, I know you just have, like, philosophy, but they just, 
don't suck. Yeah, they're they're the one group. Like they that's, really don't suck. They're doing something out of the kindness of their heart. Yeah, they're just trying to make people's lives less terrible, and like they they're just really good. See, I don't like Arcade Ganon all that much, which I know is like heresy, but I just didn't find him interesting as a character. Like, I didn't find him like his personality interesting. Um, I kind of just you know what he reminded me of, and it's not because he was gay. Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, remember that history teacher we had? That was a gay dude. <laughs> like always, and I never, and I never said anything because, like, I didn't know if anybody ever picked up on it. But that's so funny. But do you see it, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I love him. And like, I didn't, I didn't dislike him as a teacher. It was just kind of off-putting. I'm like, I'm not trying to think about fucking school. I'm trying to fucking shoot goals. I'm trying to play my, my Fallout game. Yeah, like. <laughs> That's so funny. You never I saw can't it? believe it. I do now. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I, I love how you knew exactly what I was talking about. Um, I can't hold it. In. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised no one ever made that joke before. Um, Holy fuck. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so real quick on their structure. Despite, despite breaking ties with the NCR, the followers continue to be an influential group. From their humble beginnings as a small group of scholars living in restored in the restored uh, L.A. Public Library, they've established a great they've great permanent facilities in New California, including Angels Boneyard. That's a really cool name, Angels Boneyard Medical University. Outside their Boneyard operations, they've they operate a network of regional hubs offering services to local residents. Although their ability to provide these services varies on the ability or the availability of supplies. Now the old Mormon fort in Freeside um, is an overwhelming is overwhelmingly the hub or the HQ of the Mojave post. Now there's yeah. something I want to read real quick and I got to find it on here. Um, we don't, this is, this is a direct quote from Nicole. We don't worship so much as follow a set of principles. We want to bring peace back to the wasteland. The world tend the world tends towards destruction, so we try to make a difference. Now, their their logo also... I'm thinking about getting a fucking followers flag, because they're super underrated. Um, yeah, they really are. Yeah. Um, their logo is a cross within a circle, but it's not like mm-hmm. any sort of religion or anything. But I guess Yeah, it word, has like the curled ends, doesn't it? Yeah, it almost looks like a mace. A little bit, yeah. Or some corn. You see the corn? Yeah, I see the corn. Um, yeah, so... I see the children, too. So... <laughs> uh... So, I, I, I just... I really fucking like them. They're fucking awesome. The followers are a highly... Decentralized group with a limited hierarchy. Any leaders are typically informal and selected naturally based on their deeds, expertise, and organized organizational skills. <laughs> formal, formal structures exist in limited fashion. Like, it's just, like... They're just... They just don't suck. They just don't suck. It's as, so refreshing to have people that don't suck. Yeah. As, as the followers... Were, hold on. Hold on. As the followers are always looking for new members, they can be inducted at a at the discretion of local administration, either as fully fledged members or possible initiates. 
the administration can assign duties to probationary members, including positions such as junior activist, assistant, assistant to a full member, or cataloging the pre-war unexploded munitions collection in New California. Like, I always joke and say that, yeah. that like, I would start a cult or something. Mm-hmm. I think this is what I'd want to do. Yeah, just, like, have a group of people that are just fighting the good fight. Yeah, like, I wouldn't really give a fuck about um, the medical aspect, but I think the history of, like, what happened in the, in the old world. Like, that's like, what I would want. Yeah, like, there is a huge, like, anthropological um, potential around a an apocalypse like this. Yeah, like, yeah. The the way that culture and humanity continues and how they kind of change to document their life and change the way they live their lives is such an interesting area of study in mm-hmm. a world that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? It's just fucking... It's just fucking cool. Um, all, oh, what am I doing? Although flexible... Decentralization has drawbacks. For instance, the followers do not have a system in place that would allow for containing containing rogue members and their actions, as was the case with the future Kaiser and Tom Anderson. Who? Tom fucking Anderson. Hold on a second. We gotta talk about Tommy. Tom, Tom he only shows up... No, he does show up. No, he is something completely different from what I thought. Okay, my bad. Tom Anderson is a guy... I thought he was... He owns a shop in Freeside. He owns... um, I just saw it. Westside Cooperative. He lives in Westside. I don't remember that shop. I don't either, but... What did they sell? What's up? What did they even sell? Um, it might be in our apartment because it's a cooperative, so it's a co-op. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it's a co-op. Uh, the residents of the fortified Westside Zone have a small, tight-knit community oh, yeah, based I around growing that. crops themselves. The surplus is sold to travelers and large factions. New Reno immigrant Clayton. Yeah, I've been here. Form the West mm-hmm. Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, I didn't... This is another one we could talk about at a, at a later date, even though I just gave you most of it. Uh, ha, ha. Yeah. Um, so, Kaiser and Tom Anderson are two of the only real people that have been kicked out. Um, there really, like I said, is no hierarchy, so they just kind of say, fuck it. it uh, there has to be, like... I, I, I assume there has to be a shunning or something, or whoever is in charge is just like, uh, fuck? It's like, hey, you... You, what, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Um, the followers themselves offer free education to all who are willing to learn and is part of their philosophy. They also offer medical support and aid to others, to, to those in need, both hubs, both by hubs and direct action. The New Vegas Medical Clinic, run by Dr. You're going to have to fucking correct me on this one. Yusagani? Uh, Dr. Usagami, I think. Usagami. Wait, where is that part? It's under, um, it's under activities. 
so uh, oh, I was too, too far down. Uh, so, like, even Tom Anderson gets kicked out, but he's fucking the man because he's helping people learn how to grow crops. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, wait, why was he kicked out? I mean, Caesar obviously was kicked out for being Caesar. Yeah. But, like, oh, what was he kicked out for? Being a landlord? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I don't know. We, we will do an episode on Tom Anderson. The fucking Man. followers are so cool. They are so cool. And, like, they paint themselves as if they're not a major faction, but, like, they're kind of important yeah, to the fabric of New Vegas. They're really this... Well, not even New Vegas, but the whole uh, West Coast. Yeah. They're a huge... Like, they if they control the Boneyard... Like, that's such an amazing feat in and of itself to have control over L.A. Yeah. Uh, there's one more part I want to read real quick. Research is a major aspect of the followers' operation, including both theoretical and practical disciplines, where the OSI, or uh, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly, the Office of Science and Industry... Splitters? Splinters? Splinters? I'm sorry. No, wait, what? Splitters? It's splitters, right? S-P-L-I-T-T-E-R-S. There's no N in there, so it's splitters. Right? Is that a word? No. Wait. This is why I normally do it out of the book. <laughs> Come on, Fallout. That's not. That's not a word. No, splitters is like I looked up the word splitters, and the first thing I find is coaxial splitters. Yeah, that's not. It's probably just a type. Splitters. Of... <laughs> splitters. Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> Research is a major aspect for the followers' operation, including both theoretical and physical disciplines, where the OSI, or the Office of Science and Industry, splinters, focus on practical applications of science, and the Brotherhood of Steel prefers combat technologies. The followers are one of the few organizations to devote them devote time to both hard and soft science. Their research efforts include topics as diverse as studying sociological, linguistic, and anthropological aspects of people in the wasteland, including raider tribes like the Great Khans and cultural distinct, culturally distinct people of the wasteland like those inhabiting Zion or the Grand Canyon, and discovering new methods of manufacturing medicine and alternative treatments for common afflictions. This is, I think this is what I would do. I think this is wholeheartedly what I would do. Yeah, I... I would probably just, like, run off into the woods and fend for myself with a small group of people. You wouldn't join the followers? Oh, I would join the followers. But, like, what I would do, like, at this very moment, thinking about what my apocalypse self would do, I would just kind of, like, go off the grid yeah yeah make make runs into into the fort you know that is a really good question how do they get money well as a fundamentally non-profit organization the followers rely on the on a variety of sources to acquire supplies for their operation for a good hundred years between 2181 and 2280 
2281. The followers sustain their operation by salvaging old hospitals and medical warehouses and various donations in return for discounts on their services. That's fucking super neat. That's a uh, like a barter system. Oh my god. The followers This also- is how society should be. <laughs> You know what's the really followers funny? of the apocalypse. I, I really wanted to make a. This is how. Um, what is it? This is the the, the future Democrats want joke. <laughs> but, but it like, literally is. I didn't want to like make that, but yeah, it's like access to medical care, access to knowledge. Like that's yeah. It's they, all you want, dude. The followers also sell a portion of their stock of supplies to fund their operations, but salvage and. But salvaging donations alone are sufficient enough to make major sources of funds. The followers are greatly preferred to establish sustainable rations with local providers, such as providing medical service to farms in exchange for food. More specific reasons, such as raw chemicals and alcohol, that permit the followers to manufacture medical supplies they need to their operation and trade, are difficult to source, and they usually have to, have to compromise for the greater good. Uh, of course the source that's good yeah of course the source of supplies and funding only works as long as the other party is willing to accept what the followers offer many merchants like the crimson caravan company refuse to deal with them on anything less than market terms go fuck yourself yeah crimson caravan company is just new capitalism yeah that's that's the fucking mindset that destroyed the world in the first place yeah, have some compassion. Fucking pieces. Holy shit, we're at 30 minutes. Yeah. Huh. Ultimately, the, follower, the followers prefer themselves and the people they care for to be self-sustainable. This means trading only when necessary, nece- only for necessary raw materials and manufacturing the supplies they need, especially when it comes to medicine. Um, as the followers have no desire to control, this is from outside. Uh, this is outside of just what they have. Uh, I'm going to read this one quick because there's a few other things I want to read, and this kind of just goes more into the NCR and Kaiser and the Brotherhood being the big three, kind of. Um, not really, um... not really when you get to the the thing, but they were around when you get to New Vegas. But they were around for when the followers were first fucking popping off. Yeah, they were the big three for a while. Well, I, I wouldn't say for a while. Yes. To know the NCR more than any of them because also the, the she is also like part of this. No, no, the she doesn't count, and I don't mean because that they're in a, a fucking sense. future society. No, be, yeah, that's why the she doesn't count because they're fucking yeah. years, hundreds of years ahead of everybody. The she does not need anybody yeah. but themselves <laughs> because they're already fucking perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, I want a <laughs> game about the she. What's that? Yeah, imagine. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's rewind. Fucking take it back just a second. What about a game where the person is a direct? Oh no, that's just Maxon. I was gonna say, what if it's a direct descendant of Nicole and they get power hungry, and then they want to fight the she, and that's literally Fallout Four. I wanna, I wanna see a game where. You start off with the she and everything's fucking great, and then they the she go to war with someone, and the followers are like on the battlefield and stuff. Yo, be cool as hell fighting off like Caesar and shit. NCR didn't do couldn't do it. Oh, you think the NCR loses? I don't think the NCR necessarily loses, but I feel like that they have they have more to lose. 
Really but the like sheep, the they're not gonna lose shit. No, no, they have fucking vertebrates. They have vertebrates and um, power armor. They can make power armor. Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Just real quick, as the followers have no desire to control territory, they rarely clash with other factions. Historically, they enjoyed close relations with the NCR. The NCR has no official policy against the followers, but has waged propaganda a propaganda campaign against against the followers, which has which has stained their uh, reputation in New California to a certain extent. So, uh, the willingness to teach others for free and help people of the wasteland makes them welcome among the less wealthy des des Denizens, there we go. Denizens of the waste, particularly, particularly on the frontiers. Of course, sometimes their teaching has unpredictable effects. Uh, when a follower taught the great cons how to read and write, as well as basic science, the tribe harnessed the knowledge <laughs> for the production of recreational drugs to sell to the fiends. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man you teaches gotta, Florida man how yep. to make an empire. If you, if you give a man some meth, he'll get high for a day. But if you teach a man to make meth, he'll be on meth till he dies. Crazy. <laughs> you can quote me with that. Quote tweet me. Oh, yeah. Tweet it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tweet it out and use the hashtag uh, ARH <laughs> quotes. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> besides the NCR, there are only two factions the followers are not particularly thrilled about. The first being the Brotherhood, uh, with a desi desire to hoard technology and prevent it from being used for the it's common It's kind of good. like against their entire mission. Yeah. It's, it's why are you fucking hoarding information? Give it out for free. It's information. Yeah. The second, of course, is Kaiser's Legion, and the followers... Because the, the Legion be the Legion. Yeah. Uh, the follower they don't even they don't allow medicine yeah you just fucking just step on a nail get tetanus and die yeah deal with it pussy like <laughs> there's nothing you can do uh the second of course being the legion and the followers uh do not even entertain the thought of allying themselves with the legion after defaming kaisar a former follower himself the followers seldom talk about the dark aspect of their history needless to say the followers of the apocalypse are uneasy about their connection to a man who created an empire based on militarism and institutionalized slavery and has denounced the legion's brutal methods of conquest though both sides follow completely different philosophies kaiser himself holds some measure of respect and appreciation for raising him as a child and providing him with an education in spite his derision of their ideals yeah the followers also, uh, the followers in the Mojave also show no love for Mr. House surrounding and the surrounding personnel running New Vegas who flock to Freeside outside of the city and do nothing to support the people in the surrounding neighborhoods. I fucking love them. The followers are the shit. Um, real quick, I want to just yes. read their technology shit quick because I never thought about how PTSD would affect somebody in the wasteland. Oh. Um, I never thought of it like, do you get PTSD from being in a yeah, every time, Yeah, every time you go outside, you get fucking PTSD. <laughs> you because I mean? it's terrible. Everything's terrible. Duh. 
Thanks to decades of salvaging and research, the followers have an excellent knowledge on technology in civilian branches, including agriculture, medical care, IT, robotics, and more. They're Okay, hold on. Stop. Stop. Okay. The year is 2309. Stop. Fallout okay. 5 comes out. They get some of the original writers to help write this game, and they get rid of um, the guy who was fat, but he's not fat anymore, and I can't think of his name. Emil. Yes. 2309, right? That's a nice year. Okay. They've developed AI. Well, uh, I think AI already kind of exists. Fuck! Yeah. And then they they just continue the process of remaking the old games. Just, yeah. just, just take Fallout Three story, but flip the dad with the son, and then have the ending be opt- Optimus. The Prime, water, Liberty Prime. No, you play the water. What do you mean? You, no, you play the water. <laughs> you the are water the is water. the main character. <laughs> There's water in every game. You, you are the water. You are the water. You flow, you flow in and out of the harbor. <laughs> you know how you didn't like the 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 cards from '76 or the weird fucking poster skill points from four good we got rid of them all because now you're just a fucking stream <laughs> now you're just water oh you're losing water it's what's that called it's precip- not precipitation it's evaporating um, fuck you um the followers offer formal medical training to all of the angels boneyard medical university ensuring can i get a patch of that or like you know how people have like can we can we design this can we design uh, d- design um, what like, I'm sorry? Design what? Can we design a, a Followers of the Apocalypse shirt that is the, like, you know how, like, people wear, like, college sweaters? Yeah. It's that, but it says, like, oh. like, ABMU, like an ABMU sweater with, like, like the Or, followers. like, a varsity jacket? Yes. Not more of, like, like a Harvard sweater. Okay. Because you see people wear, like, or um, the school and you go to. there's just the crest, yeah. And it's just, like, uh, it's, like, uh, across the top, and it's just, like, class of fucking 2161 or something. Can we please make mm-hmm. this? Like, an embroidered, like, uh, like on the chest? Yeah. Shirt. Like, like, on the pocket, the breast? No, not even that. Like, I'll, I'll hit you with designs. Like, I'll show you what I'm talking about later, but I really think we should make this. Um... I doubt we'll get a cease and desist because people like Oxhorn put full fucking character images on their shirts. Yeah, we'll be fine. So, unless they've got some fucking deal going on, but, um, yeah, dude, a Man, fucking AB, ABMU alumni shirt. I'd wear the shit out of that. Sorry. Um, so all of the Angels Boneyard Medical University ensuring a uniform level of knowledge and skill among their doctors, which is put into practice using the best available materials and up-to-date and materials up to and including autodocs in some clinics. Uh, the later represent the apex of followers' medical capabilities as they are capable of both restoring and improving human condition using... Using them, follower follower physicians can perform surgeries to imply implants to improve performance anywhere, including kidneys, eyes, and the brain. Some clinics all also offer experimental implants like the Phoenix or the Neiman biotic modification. The medical expertise is not limited to merely the physical. A follower ranks also include psychiatrists capable of treating a variety of mental disorders, including PTSD. Okay, here's another question. 
And I yes. only bring this up because it's something that's constantly developing and it's completely different from what I once thought it was. How do you think autism would be handled in an era like this? Uh... And I bring this up just because we're learning so much more about it. And from the way it was explained to me, it's not so much a mental disorder as it is a learn or a social disability, right? Yeah. Okay. If I'm talking out of my ass, just let me know. I'm, I'm not a doctor. So far, I don't think you said anything wrong yet. <laughs> I barely graduated from a public school, so give me a fucking minute. <laughs> uh, um, but all I'm saying is when you... when And also, did you know that um, having things like depression and ADD and anxiety puts you on the spectrum? Excuse me? Yeah. I saw a thing... As I bump the mic. You drop something. I bump the mic every episode. I saw I, a I, I didn't drop anything yet. Yet. I saw a, a spectrum picture that said it was like, like a Venn diagram, but in the middle it said autism, and around it were a bunch of other circles that had other... So it wasn't like, like oh, you're depressed, you're autistic. It was like, it's, it's something that can put you on... For, I guess the scale would be something of like non-existent to, to, to low. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So it's not like, you're autistic. You know what I mean? Like, it was just interesting that I read it. It was like, huh, maybe, like, that's a whole fucking thing. Whatever. I think it's very interesting. And, um, I think I went to school with a lot of people that had autism or some form of Asperger's, and they just didn't know. Like, like, and I think, I think a lot of people diagnose it very quickly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, like, I think it'd be interesting to see how something like that would, would be incorporated in something like this. We don't really see a lot of social or learning disabilities within Fallout, and I think that can make for... The only thing I could think about is schizophrenia within Nightkin. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, I feel like it would go mostly undetected. Yes, yes, absolutely, but I'm saying if the followers could find medical books that have some sort of documentation on it. Mm. Like, imagine being like, wow, Julie Farkas, all of, like, I'm just using her as an example, all of a sudden has a touch of it. Or Kaiser, because of how, um, how focused he got on one thing, had symptoms of autism. You know what I mean? Like, not, not... Huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sitting here gonna, like... I'm not trying to shit on people. I'm just saying it'd be interesting to be able to look deeper into what we already know about the characters. Yeah, I guess they really don't talk about mental health in the games, really. They, no, but, but do you understand and what that's I'm saying? not usually a thing that comes up in most games, unless it's kind of, like, meant to. But I know what you're saying. Like, how could those character traits differentiate a character? Like, could we learn, like, imagine in, a, in in the 2309 game that takes place some, like, between the she and, and uh, the followers, they sit down with a book and it's like, after the death of, of Kaiser, we kind of sat down and found this other book. We found this book after the death of Kaiser and we sat down and we kind of researched it and it turns out that a lot of what he had were these symptoms. And it's like, not even that it would mean anything. This is how fucking deep I think about these fucking games. That it wouldn't mean anything other than a fucking throwaway four lines of dialogue and it would make my day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> alright. It's like, yeah. Sorry. Uh, due to the aforementioned supply lines, 
to the outlying hubs, followers are focused on their efforts in researching new methods of obtaining medical supplies and other materials, which would allow them to greatly expand their efforts outside of New California. Other avenues of technology research include solar power as a sustainable alternative, aiding their efforts in a substantial amount of data recovery from pre-war times, including extensive records on various corporations that operated in the United States like Poseidon Energy. Uh, and then I just have some notes, and we're pretty much done here. As of 2181, the followers of the apocalypse are known to operate in New California, Nevada, Utah, and Wyoming. Got a pretty big reach. Yeah, but there's no Oregon, which kind of makes me... In the Mojave, the follower symbol is actually a design which originates from ancient Greece and Rome. It's meant to represent really? the staff of... A-S-C-L-E-P-I-U-S? Acepolis? Acepolis? Uh, probably Acepolis. Acepolis? The Greco-Roman god of medicine. This falls in line with the main goal of the followers, to provide medical assistance to the people of the wasteland. The symbol often appears on ambulances in our own world, though more oftenly is mistaken mistakenly been replaced by Hermes, Mercury in Roman mythology... Hold on, I think I've... Cadensis? The staff with the two snakes and the pair of wings. Oh, shit. Yeah. You got a syphilis? Yeah, it's, uh... Aslepius. Aslepius? Yes. You Aslepius meant... Aslepius. And, uh... Caduceus. Let's bring those names back. I'm going to name my kid Aslepius and Caduceus, and then he's going to get picked on at school. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, Elon did it, so. <laughs> I am so heartbroken by that man. I am. <sighs> Electric Space Daddy. I wanted, to, I wanted to believe that man so fucking. He just fucking, fucking sucks. He's just a fucking moron. Shut your mouth, you genius. Like, I was he watching sucks. a video... Yeah. Dude, I was watching a video of him crying because Buzz Aldrin was like, don't go to space, don't waste your time. And he's, like, crying. He's like, these were my heroes, and they're telling me not to do this, and I wanted them to come here and be like, wow. And he goes, it's really hard. Like, and I'm sitting there like, oh, goddamn, you fucking brilliant South African man. I, I absolutely understand you. He made PayPal. I fucking love PayPal. Like... <laughs> so, you met Josh Sawyer, right? Yes. What did he smell like? I did not uh, take a big old whiff of him at the time, but probably conference. All right. So there's a quote here on the behind the scenes section that I want to read. At least in Fallout New Vegas, I think it's easier to find fault in what they don't do than what they do. Uh, they tend they tend so much towards anti-authoritarianism that they have weak internal hierarchies and lack a clear and unified direction. In the whitewash, Anderson's Wait, in the whitewash, Anderson's activities may or may not have been noted by other followers, but even if they were, he doesn't have a boss. And the followers don't have any commonly accepted methods of dealing with rogue agents. Similarly, similarly when Edward Sallow became Kaiser, he essentially just sent Bill Calhoun... That's who I was thinking of when I was Tom Anderson before. Away, he just sent Bill Calhoun away and... There wasn't anything he or the other followers were prepared to do about it. 
In the Follow New Vegas ending where the followers wind up with a lot of responsibility, their tendency to overcommit and their lack of efficient organizations result in a lot of the problems. Even though they heavily distrust the NCR, there are only they are only able to provide adequate services in Freeside in ending where NCR maintains control of the Mojave. That's from Josh J.E. Sawyer on the problems of the followers. Well, dang. That's the followers. The coolest, most underrated group in the wastes. They're just the fucking coolest. Uh, I made a joke once that the the uh, tunnel snakes are the ones that are going to fucking take over the wasteland. It's going to be a fight between the wastes and... Or the tunnel snakes and the followers. And I mean, like... Tunnel snakes, they rule. They're absolutely scientifically proven. They're like the Lucio of Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 112%. Do I know something else that rules? The Doom soundtrack? Don't worry. It's, it's, it's not Shane Ivers. It's <laughs> the fucking Doom soundtrack, because, bitch, I've been playing uh, Doom Eternal, and shit slaps. Yeah. Fucking crazy shit. I fucking love the Doom soundtrack so much. But you know what sucks? He samples a chainsaw. Fucking BFG Division is one of the best songs on the planet. Ever written. Oh my god. insane to play on Beat Saber. Sometimes I'll put that on and I'll just do 90 in a a fucking school zone. Oh, fuck. Fucking, oh my god. Fucking. So I want to listen to a little bit right now, actually. Um, so we bring this up just to say real quick that Mick Gordon has actually not, is not going to be working on any Bethesda products, projects for a while. Um, someone, I can't see their Twitter name. That makes me a sad person. Yeah. Someone by the name of Doom Animal Crossing Eternal Horizons. On Twitter, put Mick Gordon is is far more talented is is a far more talented audio engineer than me. It's not even close, and that's what makes it feel especially frustrating. I expect much better from him. Again, the music itself is phenomenal, but the mix on the official soundtrack seems frankly terrible. Mick Gordon on Twitter replies with, "I didn't mix those and wouldn't have done that. You'd be able to spot the small handful of tracks I mixed: Meat Hook, Command and Control, etc." Now. Um yes. there's 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 rumors going around that Mick Gordon said that he had a hard time working with with Bethesda and then there's rumors going around that Bethesda re God damn it, reworked their entire contract with Mick Gordon to work around him making the doom music and he still kind of like didn't deliver and then kind of so a lot of it is hearsay i don't have the official things in front of me so i can't say one way or the other but somebody said on someone dm'd him and i think this is on twitter saying yo mick are you going to be there uh if if it decides to work on another doom doom game and he says doubt will work together again he said no your doom soundtracks were the bomb so yeah i'll still consume Mick Gordon's music well after he works with Doom. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because he's so fucking good. Um, that, and just real quick, I want to talk about... Uh, Alright, check it out, DC Deacon. This is by a man named at Kilowatt Q on Twitter. Uh, let's cut the shit, he says. When we can, when can we expect some info on Elder Scrolls 6? We, clapping emoji, need clapping emoji, this. 
clapping emoji. Hashtag Bethesda, hashtag Old Scrolls, hashtag Xbox Series X. Uh, Pete Hines says, it's after Starfield, which you pretty much know nothing about. So if you're coming at me for details and not years from now, I'm failing to properly manage your expectations. Which we said last week, we're not getting Starfield till 2022, 2023. Yeah. Elder Scrolls 6 till 2025, 2026. It's, it's out of my fucking scope right now. It's Yeah, it does not exist. There, This is a game that will take 15 years to make. And you know what? It'll probably be one of the best games ever made. Hopefully. Let's fucking hope. Hopefully. And it'll probably have all the same bugs in it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what else would you be buying it for? But that's really all the news I wanted to talk about. I believe you have something prepared now. I do. So I've got a little show for a little show within a show for you. Hit me with it. So my show within a show is called uh, "What's All I've Been Up To." So I'm gonna probably show a cool little logo on screen with a flash and a little jingle, um, and then. Um, this will all come together in editing. <laughs> so, welcome one, welcome all to What's Olive Up To? It is my brand new show within a show where we talk about the things that I'm up to. Because I'm, I'm up to some stuff. Because I'm in a quarantine and I've got nothing else better to do. I'm about to act so, up. I know you're about to act up. No, did you ever see that video? So, <laughs> I'm about no, to act uh, up. About to do something. I don't think I have. If I find it, I'll send it to you. So I've got five questions for you, my co-host Vince, uh, and y'all can play uh, around. You can play at home if you want. I mean, we already recorded this, so you're going to hear the answers anyway. But like, you can try to answer it for yourself. So the first topic that uh, Olive is up to is I played a lot of Terraria. I've been preparing for the newest update, which will be the final update. The game came out like nine years ago. Yeah. So Vince, your first question for twenty thousand dollars. What is the name of Terraria's final update? A. Last Journey. B. Final Adventure. C. Journey's End. Or D. Final Journey. It's Journey's End, right? And you just won $20,000! We don't have the rights to that shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shane Ivers needs to start making uh, game show music. <laughs> game show music. Yeah. All right, so topic number two. All right, I've been into this uh, this Netflix TV show called Hollywood, uh, and I just watched uh, all of it, and I really liked it. But, so the question, and it's about uh, <laughs> what? I was waiting for you to go. All right, question number three. <laughs> 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 but it, uh, sorry, but the show Hollywood, uh, is the story of, uh, creating a movie, uh, that shakes up Hollywood. Um, and it's actually a really cool show and I think you'd like it. But okay. Peg Entwistle was an aspiring actress that succumbed to the madness of Hollywood before her big break. What year did she jump off the Hollywood sign and end her life? What was her name? Peg Entwistle. Don't be looking it up. No, 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 I'm not. I'm actually looking at my phone, but I'm not looking up. I threw my phone. Um, Okay. Peg Antwistle? Antwistle. Starts with an E. Alright, so she's going by Peggy. So her name's really fucking Margaret, which I don't understand how you get 
Margaret from Peggy, or Peggy from Margaret. Um, Pegatha. <laughs> Pegatha. <laughs> um, 61. Oh, I was going to give you choices. Oh, okay, give me choices. It's, it's an A, B, C, D thing. Okay, give me A, so, B, C, or D. Uh, choice A is uh, 1922. Oh, this is old B, Hollywood. Uh, 1925. Okay. C, 1930. Or D, 1932. Uh, see, part of me that knows you thinks you're just going to do... How many questions are there? There are five questions. You're just going to do C, 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 A? Like some fuck shit <laughs> like that? Like... And I really want to say C again, but I think it's D, but I'm probably wrong, so so D. You just won $20,000! On D? Yeah. Hot fuck. Yeah, she threw herself off the Hollywood Land sign in 1932. Wow. That was back before they took off the land. Did you, wait, what letter did she jump from? I think it was the H. Damn. Wow. What was yeah, she Yeah, uh, the story of Peg Entwistle is actually a real story. A woman actually, before she got her big break, jumped off of the Hollywood sign. Wow. And killed herself. Wow. Apparently her only movie is fucking crazy. Really? Yeah. There's I, a, I don't know what it's called, though. There's a movie you have to watch. I can't think of the woman's name. And I threw my phone, so I can't even look it up. Um, You can send it to me later. No, hold on. I gotta tell you about it now, because it's really fucking neat. Because I'll forget about it. It's a movie... About a female actress from Austria. She escaped the Nazis. She came here. The only other movie she ever did was an Austrian. And it was pretty much a porno. She was fucking beautiful. I can't think of her name. She died in 2001. She's the reason why we have Bluetooth. What the fuck is her name? Hold on. You have to watch this documentary. Is it a a famous person that I would Yes. Hedy Lamar. Hedy Lamar. You have to watch the documentary about Hedy Lamar. She invented Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, and she did it for the military, and she never patented Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, and her estate would have been worth billions at this point, and it pretty much be... It was like a Sriracha situation. Like... Yeah. She didn't she didn't copyright it. You have to I don't remember if it's on Hulu or Netflix. You have to watch the Hedy Lamar you, documentary. I'll I'll put it on my my list at at the end of my questions. Sorry, I just you said that and I had to tell you. All right, so question number 3. Yes. Uh Avatar the Last Airbender. I started up my fucking 19th watch through of it. All right. Uh and uh you've seen it before, correct? Nope. Cool. I've seen the first episode. It never did anything for me. Alright. It's the best animation I've ever seen. But, uh, Toph, a young earthbender on Team Avatar, uh, had kind of a tough life. And uh, her fighting style is uh, inspired by which of the following real styles? I don't know the answer to this. A. Southern Praying Mantis style. B. Southern Shaolin style, C, Northern Praying Mantis style, or D, Wu Tang style. <laughs> Fuck, you beat me to it. <laughs> um. All right. So with de- deductive reasoning, 
I know that Wu-Tang obviously is wrong, and Shaolin is wrong, um, because of you including Wu-Tang, I know that's not real. Um, I was going to say, if what you tell me is true, then Wu-Tang and the Shaolin may be dangerous. Um, and I do remember, she's the blind girl, right? Yes. Yeah, I do remember her hands being in positions, and I remember her hand being pointed down. So I'm going to say Southern Mantis. You just won 20000 Did I more fucking dollars. really? Yeah, you're on a roll. Fuck, I, dude. I didn't I, think you'd get that one. Neither did I. I thought you were going to say, is she blind, deaf, <laughs> or doesn't have an arm? Like, I thought that's what you were going to go with. All right. Next question is going to be a rapid fire question. Good. Animal Crossing. How old is Tom Nook? A, 34. B, 38. C, 40. D, 45. Um. I didn't know he canonically had an age, but I'm going to say 40. Neither did I. I'm going to say 40. It's probably 38. Yeah, it's really? 40. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit, four for five. <laughs> All right. Wait, and hold on. How old are the one. Nook boys? Oh, they're adopted. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them and their dead parents. <laughs> All right. So, the last thing that I'm up to this week is I rewatched uh, She-Ra because I am excited for the final season. It comes out on Friday. Um, so, the last question is about She-Ra. Uh, do you know anything about it? I don't, but the Nook Boys are born on June 7th, so it's coming up. Sorry. I They don't have an age, so, though. No, I know that it's a spinoff of... Um, of He-Man. Yes. I don't know where my mind was going, but yeah, it's a spinoff of He-Man. That's all I really know about it. Okay, well, this one you might be able to get, because you just might. But what is the phrase that Adora must say to use the sword to transform into Shivra? A, for the power of Braveheart. B, for the power of Grayskull. C, for the honor of Grayskull. Or D, for the heart of Grayskull. This is that... Where did the show air? Um, It was DreamWorks, Netflix, and I think it aired on somewhere. I don't know. It didn't air on television. It was a Netflix thing? Yeah. Okay. But also, the original thing was in the original series. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Because what was the first one for Braveheart? Yeah, for the power of Braveheart. Yeah, get Mel Gibson right the fuck out of here. (laughs) I knew you would say that. I knew it. So then your last three options are for the power of Grayskull, for the honor of Grayskull, or for the heart of Grayskull. For the power, the honor, or the heart. Mm-hmm. I know He-Man said, I think it was, I have the power. I have might. So I'm going to go with heart. You're going to go with heart? Can I hear them again one more time? Sure. Do you want me to say them in a heroic pose? No. Okay. For the power of Grayskull. Okay. For the honor of Grayskull. Uh-huh. Or for the heart of Grayskull. It's either it's either C or D, and I just don't know it. Um C. Uh C is for the honor of Grayskull? Yeah. You're walking home in a hundred thousand dollar winner. Fucking really? You just you just fucking deleted my questions. 
I thought that some of them would be hard. They were all kind of hard. Yeah, I, I guess I know more about shit. Dang! Than, I guess I just passively absorb knowledge <laughs> on shit that I'll never use. Um, but um, that was fun. Yeah, uh, he Man said for the honor of Grayskull in the original series when he would uh, brandish his sword, and Adora says the same thing to transform into Shira. Really? Yep. Maybe I'm thinking of a different show then. I was thinking of because of all the commercials and stuff from like back in the day. I wasn't sure if you'd known any of them. I never watched He-Man. Even when they remade it, I never watched it. Um, but yeah, th- that's what Olive's up to. So in recap, it was Terraria, the Netflix show Hollywood, Avatar The Last Airbender, Animal Crossing, and She-Ra. And uh, I am really surprised that you just destroyed all my questions. <laughs> I, and now I need to find $100,000. Yeah, yeah, I could use it. I got a trip planned. Do you know who could probably give me $100,000? Mm, who would that be? Shane Ivers. I was going to say to you, what do you think Shane Ivers is up to? Well, if you... Uh, I don't know what he's up to, but I know that he's always making music, especially our intro music, Feather Duster. If you want to get our intro music, you can get it at www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash Feather Duster. Vince? Yes. Spoken word. Dig in the nonverbals. That's... <laughs> if you'd like to follow the show, you can follow us on our Twitter. We have both a Twitter for the show and for our, ourselves. It will be in the description below. I just totally fucking spaced. Tweet me. I always reply. (laughs) But if you don't have any tweets to have, you can always get us on our Discord. The Discord is the best. It's what Vince always says is Reddit mixed with a small child. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's how you get Discord. We are over there. Small man children. Uh... (laughs) Uh, come over to our Discord and hang out with us, please. There's a link in the description below. Uh, <laughs> jump on in. There's a fucking time and a half to be had. Um, fucking goddamn. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you comment, you rate, and subscribe. Five-star video response, the whole nine. Um, add us on Friendster. And... If you can find us anywhere bell. that you can download a podcast, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, ev- everywhere. We're on everything. Um, yeah. If you want to see the show get bigger and better, you can support us in a myriad of ways. The biggest one is just sharing the show with the people that you know and love. Um, second way is that you can go on a Redbubble and buy some of the designs that we've created. We've got a Baby Frank. We've got a, uh, a logo. logo. We've got a I went to public school sticker. Uh, it also comes and in bags, cups, soon, mugs, duvets, shower curtains. Soon we're going to have that followers uh, sweater. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I want to like seriously sit down and design that with you because I fucking really want to make that. Um, if you want to see the show get even bigger and even better, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, there are some fine folks we have to thank. There are a couple tiers there. And I'm going to put this out here now so we have to commit to it. I don't know if it'll be this week it'll start or one of the weeks following. Uh, if you are in, if you soon, if not now, um, 
if you are a subscriber on Patreon, what you will have the access to do is uh, on Patreon, you can see the episodes go up a day early. Uh, because you get to time travel. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so um, if, you're, if you're in the Patreon, just make sure you're part of the Discord, the, the part of the Discord that is just for the Patreon people. And I will let you guys know as soon as it goes up that you can watch it. One of us will, either myself or Olive, will let you know right away. Video's up. You can watch it. You can watch it the day before. Um, but we have to thank some people. And that's, that's you just got to be at, at at the $1 tier. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, gotta, I'm not gotta, making a fucking... Yeah. Yeah, it's just be a, be a Patreon member, $1 tier, uh, which I think is the lowest they even allow you to do. Um, yeah, but like some people just like don't have more than a dollar, and like I don't have more than a dollar. That's yeah, and again with the Rona and all this weird shit going on, the if you live in the U.S., they're trying to pass another bill for a stimulus check that even students might get. So um, I don't know if it's going to go through. Probably not because we're America. But um, times are hard. I understand it. Do not feel any obligation to to give to the Patreon to to, to do X Y Z. Um, if you have it and you want to spare it, we appreciate it and we love you, but you, you don't have to, it is never going to be an obligation. The show will never be behind a paywall of any sort. There are people that will get it a day early now, but we're here fighting the good fight. Like we're never going to make you pay for it. Yeah. Um, this show, atomic radio hour proper, this one right here, right now will always be free as long as it's in production. Um, Like I said, it just might be that with certain pretenses, you might get it a day early or what have you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Other than that, we have to thank some people. Uh, why don't we go we through do. the We Jones. do have to thank some wonderful people. We have to thank the friendly companion cube. Thanks, cube. Thanks, cube. We also have Noah. Hey, Noah, thanks. It was Noah's Noah. birthday the other day. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. But you're not going to say happy birthday now. Um, happy birthday, Noah. Um, I haven't seen you, Noah. If you're in the Discord, just like pop in and say hi. Um, next up is Gage. Thank you, Gage. Twice, double um, thank you. We have to thank Gage twice because Gage pays for the nitro for the Discord, so we can do all the fun nitro stuff there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. We also have Jordan with a Y. Jordan with a Y. Thank you, Jordan with a Y. It's good to hear from you. Except I'm not hearing from you at all. Yeah, you proud of and that the one? Last one? You okay with that one? <laughs> you, sure? you sure you want to use that one? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is uh, Danny. Hey, Danny. Hey. Um, slide into my DMs because I need to add you to the channel on our... Uh, our discord cool thanks danny yeah um yeah i think that's everything yeah i think that's uh that's just about everything um we had a pretty interesting week i had a whole segment yeah i'm very Did excited like for my the next few episodes i'd like to keep uh keep up my little mini show uh what's all up to because it makes me think about my week a little bit more critically really I like it, yeah. Cool. I was like, what am I up to? What am I up to in these crazy... T- I'm gonna go now, alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been an hour and a half. See ya, folks. 90 fucking 7 in the books.
Atomic Radio Hour Podcast.